This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. The Pubcast ain't nothing to punish the Pubcast ain't a gentleman! That's a big one. That's very big. There it is. The iron fist and the velvet glove. (laughs) Ed Campbell. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Golden boy. Dragon boy. It's me. The filth. He's back. Keep him coming. The bitch is back. You okay? Yes, thank you. How are you? Very well. Great to have you uh, with us. Great to be here. Ava Santina, Capital J journalist. Hi, I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> You're actually not. I'm not. <laughs> so you, you could thank us for having you here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, so Explain. I came in this morning. Mm-hmm. I got to the desk and everyone was looking at me like what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, I think I'm still employed, am I not? <laughs> and uh, they were like, you're not meant to be here. And I was like, oh yeah, I booked a day off. And then they spent the next half an hour convincing me to go home. But I didn't. We failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're also joined by um, Josh Kaplan, my dear, my dear friend, very good friend, and also the digital editor of the Jewish Chronicle. Hello there, head of digital or whatever, it's fine. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I got off to a terrible start. Um, Josh, how are you? Good, thank you. How does this week find you? Um, yeah, it finds me. It finds me. That's as, that's as uh, enthusiastic as I'd like to be about okay. this week. Very good. Um, what else have we been up to, guys? Ed, Ava, busy? You've been off, actually. So, yeah, I've been off, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, Ed, what have you been up to? Watching Dominic <laughs> Cummings and Keir Starmer yesterday. A big, oh, a big old day of watching, watching men speak. Which was good. Good. Yeah. How Ava, did you find it? 
We were going to get um, Ed to cosplay as Dominic Cummings today, and then we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, you see that. We did, I, did I miss that? Well, when I was, was that discussed? It, it, Eva said we should do that. That would be funny, and I said, "Yeah, we should." And then no more action was taken. White shirt, black tie, and then a balding, a bald cap. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you do the voice? I don't think I can actually. I can't when, really think what you say. When we did like. when we did our um, Keir Starmer and Asawa role play, you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you did you didn't do an accent. No, because I think that actually cheapens it. Yeah, yeah. I think the power of your acting, you should you should just be like, no, Dominic Cummings is Scottish for the sake of this <laughs> this reenactment, and it wouldn't fuck pig, <laughs> cunt, moron. Wasn't didn't um, the Scottish guy? To David Tennant, didn't he do uh, Hamlet the, in a Scottish accent? The Scottish, the Scottish guy. He does a lot of Scottish roles. <laughs> the only Scottish man. <laughs> the Scot. There was some story about him recently where I think it was in his Good Omens TV programme and some like script editor or somebody was like, and if David can do a Scottish accent for this pit, as I'm asking whether he could or not. There's a very good English accent there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Good actor, David Tennant. Yeah. One of yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yes. remember, member of the SNP. Yeah, he did. Invent, oh, famously, it's not a stage name. <laughs> what? Tenants. Tenants. No, it's not. Guy. But it's not a family thing. No, no, no. no, no, no David no, Tennant no. is a stage name. His real name's like David Smith. Hey, okay. right to Tennant as is. Why do people do stage names? Because say his name's David Smith. He had to join Equity, the Actors Union, and there was already someone called David Smith, so he just adopted a stage name. It's to do with like. Is that generally what happens? I think so. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Or it's like boring, like you don't want to be yeah. just another David Smith. Sex yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Your stage name. Mm -hmm. okay. Does it do it for you? No. What? what Tenen, no, no, David Tennant doesn't, it's not sexy. But it's more distinctive. Like you've got a very distinctive surname. Yes, I do. Some say distinctive, some say stupid. <laughs> <laughs> made up. I've got the worst surname. Sorry, What? You think my surname's made up? No, we'll, was, come, we'll come was, to you. Yeah. Come to I, you don't, I don't. I was doing a bit. Are oh, you doing a bit? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. he means that. You what? should be Digmore for your shirt of small holding. Mm. <laughs> you know? Digging dig for scoops also. Yeah, there is that. Dig yeah. and Doug, are the, they are the same verb, Yeah, but they? Doug Moore is not, you know, semantically correct, is it? Neither is that sentence, so. Mm. <laughs> Woo! Why do you think it's silly? It just, it just doesn't sound like a real name, does it? <laughs> Doug Moore. Like, what, what is it, man? Is Australian? What are you doing? <laughs> um, there is actually another Doug Moore mm -hmm. uh, who's a journalist. He's like an Ipswich Town football journalist. Oh, a successful journalist then. On like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we occasionally just you DM Doug Moore on Doug Moore. Yeah, we just DM <laughs> each other little things like good name. There's someone. There's an Ed Campbell who works for the BBC, and one of my friends got an email from that guy, like a really formal like work email, being like, "Hi, Ollie, can you? This is." No pleasantries whatsoever. <laughs> and she was like, why is Ed being so rude to me? <laughs> she thought I was being an absolute knob to her. But, but it wasn't you. It wasn't me. Mm. Other one. You have a stage name. I don't have a stage well, name. Well, you do. You I do. don't you have a stage name. You have a nom de plume. I have, I, have, <laughs> I have a first name uh -huh. that was my Twitter handle long before I ventured into, I guess this is journalism, and wow. um, well, I was insulting myself. You're not still, in, the, still in holiday mode. No, I was insulting myself. Not the employer, <laughs> myself. <laughs> what I'm protecting myself from is I say things like, oh, I'm a journalist. And then some guy called Barry on Twitter later will be like, you slag, you're not a journalist. And mm. I'll be like, huh. So, so anyway, you're agreeing with him? <laughs> about the slag bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I was going to tell a story then, and I thought yeah. better not. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, no. So, no, Ava Santina is my, my name. Mm. Evans is my last name. It's Italian, all right? What would but everyone, the Evans bit isn't. What would everyone's name be if you adopted the Ava convention of naming, naming yourself? Is Santina your middle name? No. Ava Santina is one word. It's one name. Mary Bernadette is my... Bernadette oh. is my Catholic, oh, so it's, so my it's Catholic like name, actually. It's my confirmation name. Sick. So is your yeah. name Ava hyphen Santina? Yeah. Right. Okay. That, is, that is mind expanding. Well, you know. So you're like, so you're like Madonna? Huh? You're like Madonna? <laughs> Madonna has one name. She has two names. No, but it's, but it's one first name. Oh. Well... Yeah, I guess it's just a double. I don't know. You know, it's like a Mary Ellen, right? Or like a yeah, Mary Kate. But it's not as crap as Mary Ellen. <laughs> Sorry, so it's like Ellen. We've been missing out on the opportunity this whole time to call you Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Bernadette's my confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is now my legal name. You know. Really? Well, yeah, that's what you do. You really wow. commit to it. Mary Bernadette is such a different person to Eva Santina. She's such a she's such a crap saint. She's like the saint of friendship or something. This like that. this guy this guy sat right next to me here. Mm -hmm. Nate Sean. Pardon? Middle names. Yeah, Nathan and Sean. Oh, right. Sorry. I completely <laughs> <laughs> misheard what yeah. <laughs> Okay. Nathan and Sean. Nathan and Sean. Who, who are they to you? Uh, Nathan is just like a nice name that my, my parents liked. And Sean, actually, is a good story. Uh, my mum's friend's son was a missionary in Africa. I don't know why I had heads in your hands. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, and her son was called Sean, and he got macheted to death in Africa around the time that I was born. And so my mum was like, do you want to be Sean? I was like, I don't you know, I'm a baby. I have no name. Who? So now I have um, what happened? A, yeah. a touch of Irish in, in my name. Lovely, so, lovely story, isn't it? The way that you put your hand over your face, I thought it was going to be like, that's the man my mum had an affair with or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, it was the machete thing was mm. a bit of a climb down from that. Are Sorry, we doing a massive like GDPR on ourselves? Are we doxing ourselves by doing our middle names? Will this, all, will this make the cut? I can read out my national insurance number if that would make I've, been doing, I've been doing that every episode. <laughs> and then you just cut it. <laughs> just dropping it, whispering it into the mic. Name, first name of my pet, all, all the hits. And they just cut it every time. I have a friend who tattooed her national insurance number on herself which is a fucking mental thing to do when you grow oh, up you and you're done. like, you get a bit of context to that and you're like, what the fuck have you just done? Quite convenient if you're changing jobs a lot though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but for what reason? Where did she get it done? Oh, when we were in uh, Iron Apple. Oh, sorry, I meant what body part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like here. <laughs> um, really questionable. Well, at least, you know, it's a variation on a theme, isn't it? It's not like, I don't know your grandfather's name in his handwriting or like a feather or something, you know? Or like, you know, uh, like yes. hieroglyphics or... Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, but it was, you know, she, she did it like on the strip in Ionapa. Should we start talking about politics? <laughs> At some point. Should we talk about the COVID inquiry? Yes. You called ministers useless fuckpigs, morons, cunts. Do you think you contributed to a lack of effectiveness on the part of ministers? No, I think I was reflecting a widespread view... He's back to Jaws mode, wank. Cabinet office is terrifying and shit. You're happy to have useless fuck pigs in charge. I also must stress, I think, leaving Hancock in post is a big mistake. We face going into autumn crisis with the cunt still in charge of the NHS. We'll be back around that cabinet table with him and Stevens bullshitting again in September. Edward Campbell, yesterday oh. we were watching the goings-on uh, in Paddington as, first of all, Boris Johnson's spin doctor, Lee Kane, and then the motherfucker to end all motherfuckers, <laughs> Dominic Cummings, provided oral testimony to the COVID <laughs> inquiry. 
Come on. We should have him back. This is going. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think what you said was fine. <laughs> what should I have said? Verbal? Uh, it is oral. Talk, it is. It is oral. I don't think anyone. I, they laughed in the gallery. Did you not hear them? I did. <laughs> Sat. <laughs> End the record. <laughs> Would you like to tell us more about Dominic Cummings' oral? You can go. <laughs> Uh, so Dom Clum said uh, in the um, testimony, well, he said a lot of things. I guess the, the top line that you mentioned already was he called everyone useless fuck pigs. <laughs> yep. um, morons and cunts, mm -hmm. mm. uh, which obviously is funny. Beyond that, I don't think that's the most interesting thing that came out of the meeting. No, I think Dom Cummings actually made this point himself in that everyone's saying, oh, he called them useless fuck pigs. And really it's, they were used to fuck pigs. <laughs> As in, there was like absolute chaos at the heart of government. They weren't prepared for a pandemic at any level. And just before we get into that, yeah, really important, I think, philosophical point, uh, definition of terms, what is a fuck pig? We have to ask Cameron. <laughs> Well, then that, that is your fuck pig, right? Mm. As, that, as used in that context. That's a classic. That's like the most obvious Black Mirror, term. David Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah alleged, yeah. allegedly. Um, you think he was you know, watching whatever. Black Mirror? And then I was like, that's good. Well, no, no, I, no, no Cummings, the, I mean, not Cameron. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Did that inspire the thing? Uh, possibly. Or possibly Cummings saw the fuck pig situation occurring <clears throat> and thought that is... I doubt that, to be honest with you. Is there a BDSM application that I'm not familiar that With pigs? No, no. That like, you know how you have like a pay pig? Yes. I don't, but... <laughs> I get offered all the time. I used to have a very close friend that used to make a lot of money. Do you? Do you? Do you really? Because I feel bad taking their money, but I mean, you I can't. Thinking, you can't have any sort of feelings in that game. I was thinking I might take it and then give it to a food bank. That's nice. That's like that's like tax. You're, you're like a mini state at that point. <laughs> I literally got asked. The horny tax. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, horny tax. Oh yeah. I'm good with it. Oh, this one doesn't say specifically pay pig. It just says, "Can you accept my okay?" Pay pig is the one where you. You get off on the idea of giving oh, someone tons of money. Yeah, that's yeah, you yeah. are the pay pig. Do you that's accept exactly. pay pigs? Should I reply? Yes. <laughs> well, do you accept pay pigs? Well, it's a legitimate question. Just send a link to the Trussell Trust <laughs> and see what happens. What the? What is that? That's not nice. No, it's not very nice at all, that, is it? That is a man's bulge. I don't think it is. No, yeah, I think one hundred percent it is. Is it? That's, that's is that not her finger in there? Too delicate on it. That's some cupping, um, and I think there there should be balls somewhere in there, maybe. They've tucked them quite well, haven't mm. they? <laughs> back to back to Dom Cum. Okay, we haven't established what a fuck pig is, but nonetheless, some honourable dictionary it suggested it it was a woman who you would sleep with but not marry. That's what it said. Aww. That sounds. <laughs> oh like, my god! That sounds like root one misogyny to me. Ed Absolutely, it does. <laughs> And I, I, I don't think that's specifically what he was meaning. What if you? <laughs> what if you don't want to marry them? Does that still make you a fuck pig? Or can you negate being the fuck pig if you don't want to marry them? I don't think the fuck pig gets to decide whether or not they are yeah. the fuck pig. I think it's like you are something a fuck applied. Pig. I think someone decides you are a fuck pig, right? And mm -hmm. then behaves accordingly. Yeah, yeah. It's not a title you can claim for yourself. No, I don't. Think you want to? Well, maybe you can reclaim to. it. <laughs> Shall we reclaim? <laughs> anyway, the point you're making, Ed, yeah, is that it was fairly problematic that the most allegedly most senior people in the country were useless fuck pigs. Yes. Yeah. I don't think anyone should aspire to be a useless fuck pig, especially in government. You want to be a useful one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want to be... 
You want to be left on the shelf, no one's to marry you, yeah. but you're extremely good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> you have thoroughly prepared for the pandemic, and maybe someone will then marry you. On that point, though, there was, there, there was a job list thing, I think, that I saw that was like absolutely no work-life balance. As part of the evidence, it was like, do not apply if you want work-life balance. Was that his, was that oh, his yeah. job his, for the weirdos weird, like, Yeah. So I think you could, you could say that was an advert for a useful fuckpig. <laughs> so, <haven't> yeah. <laughs> so I think you're going to get called a fuckpig either way, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of read it, well, if you want to be slightly charitable, you could see it as like his version of like cockwomble, just two funny sounding words. I yeah. yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly where I think it. Just a, just a sort yeah. of expression of, you know, expression, expressive sort of expletive, you know, you're a fuckpig. It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Like a Malcolm Tuckerism. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because Malcolm Tucker was actually funny. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Are you that kidding? Is... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. So funny. I know you were on holiday yesterday. I don't know if you watched all four hours of it. He is incredibly funny. Like, I, I, I cannot so tell so you funny. how much of a dick rider for Dominic Cummings I am. <laughs> I fucking love the man. I've been... I've, whoa. <laughs> um, I've been enjoying Dominic Cummings ever since. <laughs> I was going to say... No. Yeah. Um, Ever since he uh, did the politi all politics is wrestling theory, you mm. know he got on board with that and kayfabe. Ever since then, I've been a domhead. He gets it, you know. You know kayfabe. Remind me what kayfabe is. Well, it's like um, like in WWE, you know how it's a performance, but it looks completely real and yeah, everyone buys into the performance. Real, yeah. yeah, but you know, it look, you know. Yeah, yeah, appears... they're, they're trying to sell the falls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're actually all it's all fake <laughs> and it's all stunts and whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's what politics is. Yeah. Actually, a really good tweet earlier about how to spot an SW1 NPC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which was uh, one of his best. He's a, he's a king. I, do, I, I don't All I of my DMs I don't mean that at all. <laughs> 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 I retract that. Do you not like him? I think he's a fanny. Like, I think, like, oh, I, wow. I, sorry, I fucking love it when he calls people fanny. But I think it's like, it's so, I thought yesterday was like, when he was pointing out all... He was trying to make the case yesterday that he was the one person at the heart of Downing Street that could have, he was controlling the levers. He was put like, everything was going wrong and only me, Dominic Cummings, who was also there and present when things were going to <laughs> shit, I was trying to stop them from going to shit instead of admitting that maybe he was contributing to the shit. He was also there. He was part of the top team that was running the country during the pandemic and the pandemic was a fucking disaster. And he's there trying to present, oh no, actually... It was all the useless fuckpicks. Me, not a fuckpick. Do you know? Do you know, you know what point <laughs> that pro is, is proven by is when he um, he said that the cabinet office was no longer allowed to give documents straight to Boris Johnson. Everything had to go through him or his friend Tom Tom Riddle or whatever his name was. Whatever. Shinner. They had they had to go through one of them two, and then like later in it, he's like, anyway, and like the, the wrong data kept turning up at Boris Johnson's door. And I just right, so, <laughs> so you're actually in charge now yep. of delivering the data, and it's still wrong. There's yep. a a really interesting um, aspect of that, which I think we'll get into momentarily. About he said some really interesting stuff about the cabinet office and its role in government and where power actually is uh, in Britain. But it does, it does bear, uh, it needs mentioning that both him and Lee Kane, the spin doctor, Kane all. <laughs> said in different ways that Boris Johnson was essentially useless. Um, I think the way Kane put it, which was slightly more diplomatic, was that he had the wrong skill set for the crisis or something like that. But, Is that a surprise to anyone though? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was um, the wrong crisis for this prime minister's skill set. Yeah, right. So um, that's your view. 
plenty of people outside of sort of the right wing in this country who haven't drunk the Kool-Aid have been saying for a very long time that Boris Johnson neither has the sort of personal skill set, like the wrong skill set for this crisis, I would say the wrong skill set for any crisis, uh, complete lack of detail, complete lack of morals. And yet both Lee Kane, Dominic Cummings and many, many others were more than happy to install him in Downing Street mm. to mastermind, uh, well, not just mastermind, because obviously Boris Johnson, it has to be said, he is an effective political campaigner, obviously, to put him in government, to make him prime minister and to let him lead the country. And then, you know, crisis happened and to go, whoa, 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 this is, this is. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know he could do this. But he doesn't even admit to that until, the, until what, he was sacked. I mean, you look back at the Rose Garden, right? They're still playing kayfabe there, okay? Because mm. Johnson is defending Dominic Cur Cummings' eyesight. Dominic Cummings is still defending Boris Johnson. And now that everything's hit the fan, they've completely shattered the illusion that there was, you know, any kind of... Um, or the performance, that there was any kind of um, joined-up thinking. Mm -hmm. And actually, he, I mean, he probably fucking loved it in there, Dominic Cummings, right? And it's only because he's been kicked out, now he wants to make sure that he's assaulted the earth behind him, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a degree of honesty, isn't there? Um, I, I probably, you if you look at it, and, and you know, to be clear absolutely none of us have a direct line like to any of these people. I don't, I do not know Dominic Cummings. Well, I've actually sent him many messages that he has not replied to. Yeah. I've, I've emailed him a fair few times being like, well, we'd love to interview you, Dom. Daddy. I, I emailed him today saying, kayfabe, Dom. Kayfabe. <laughs> That's it. That's reply. Um, I imagine he probably saw in Boris Johnson a useful idiot that he would be able to basically get into Downing Street via and then implement the civil service reform um, the procurement reform, which he's obsessed with, and various other, you know, um, changes to government, and Boris Johnson could be the vehicle for him uh, achieving that. The, the the part I was going to talk about the cabinet office and one of the things he wants to change, and that both he and Kane mentioned in their testimony was how powerful the cabinet office has become. Uh, I think Cummings actually used the phrase "deep state" <laughs> to, to, to refer to the cabinet to, use, to refer to the cabinet office. Um, which is obviously a, an arm of the civil service that has no political accountability, um, suffers very little scrutiny of any form, and yet, according to these people who are absolutely at the heart of government, is absolutely fundamental to the way in which the country operates. And that, for me, again, in much the same way you were saying about the fuck pig stuff, the fuck pig <laughs> stuff is funny, and we have obviously, we've joked about it for about 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but there was, there was some revelations in that testimony that were incredibly revealing and relevant i think there was other things they could have talked about as well that they didn't get to but that for me was one of the uh one of the standout standout bits of testimony yeah i actually was working as a civil servant briefly in 2021 one of your many jobs one of my many jobs were um, you a fuck pig oh well, that's you know you hard wish. to say well, yeah would have loved to have been a, a useful <laughs> fuck pig um <laughs> but i was i was working in in the home office and i was only there for for a couple months but the amount of like stupid shit that happened on like a daily basis like okay classic example when everybody moved to working from home they sent out tens of thousands of desk chairs to civil servants across the country 
And then I asked someone when I left, I was like, what do you want me to do with the desk chair? Like you said, I have to give it back. And they were like, yeah, you should give it back because, you know, the uh, finances are based on you giving it back. But we actually have nowhere to put any of these chairs. So um, <laughs> we don't have anywhere to put 10,000 chairs. So I guess keep it. I was like, all right, okay. I mean, I still have the chairs in my living room um, or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually in the um, office right now. Yeah, another, another classic example. Stuella Bradman, Dawn raiding you <laughs> for your ergonomic backrester. I really hope not. Um, I don't have a chair. I've never had a chair. Um, <laughs> Another classic example, they gave everybody in the department uh, work phones uh, that couldn't use WhatsApp, so everyone just used their personal phones, which is absolutely classic. And um, Why didn't they have WhatsApp on it? Was that to discourage you? For, yeah, right. So as in they were like, WhatsApp is not secure enough to go on these government phones because you will do sensitive government business on the phones. Uh, so I guess just use your personal. What's more secure? iMessage, but you could just hack into iCloud. Well, I mean, yeah, or no, emails, you're supposed to do everything through the through the emails on your phone, which are like encrypted or something. Oh, right. um, yeah, and then also in, in something that would have definitely pissed off Dominic Cummings, they sent me a monitor and they sent out tens of thousands of these monitors that actually only had EU plugs. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's <laughs> so, so good. Um, and then also, so when I was working there, they did the Dom Cummings cuts and they're like, we have to get rid of, you know, 30% of the, the home office comms team or whatever. And so what they did is they just relabeled everybody's job and just moved them around a bit. So like I think no one actually got made redundant. They just <laughs> he talked he talked about that yeah. in the testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I can't remember who he was talking about. It may have been Helen McNamara. <clears throat> it may have been Helen McNamara. Yeah, it was. Who where he was like, um, if if someone does not get her out of this fucking building, <laughs> I will handcuff her myself. Yada yada yada. Yeah. And I, he he didn't like her. For, I I don't know the reason why. Uh, maybe he's, because he's, she's a woman. He said they got on well on a personal level, to be fair to Dominic Cummings. That's, so he, he does he did like now. <laughs> I'm being Thanks, fair. King. I'm being fair to Dominic. I mean, he did say some pretty... Actually, do you know what? I don't think it's fair to say he didn't like her because she was a woman, because it seems like he didn't like anyone in there, right? Yeah. He thought everyone was... That's the point he made as well. He yeah. was like, it's not misog I'm not being misogynist. They're all cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then he did say there was a line about her throwing her stiletto or whatever. Yeah. Can we stand yeah. up that she wears stilettos? I've got no idea. What sensible woman is wearing a stiletto to work these days? Yeah, I mean, she obviously isn't wearing stilettos to work, is she? I mean, and that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be objectively insane. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's totally her right. If she wants to wear stilettos <laughs> to work, she can. I don't think she is. Is it, is it misogynistic to... A, uh, inter interesting point of conversation, actually. Would like to know your views. Is it misogynistic to call someone a cunt? And is it misogynistic to say that she could throw a stiletto at him? I just think stiletto is a very specific... Gender, doesn't because, it? Yes, you wouldn't say that about you, would you? And, you you know, <laughs> if he said something like, oh, he, he's brought his butt plug in again, you know, you'd be like, that's a that's a really rude thing to say, wouldn't you? Mm. Because that's... <laughs> I think if you said stiletto <laughs> <Again>. about... <laughs> Ollie, oh, we've no. told you before, you cannot do this. This is your workplace. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm in charge. I'll do what I want. It's like sitting on the desk. Suction cup. You sitting comfortably? Always. Ollie's not getting up from his chair anytime soon. But if that is it misogynistic to call someone a cunt? Because <clears throat> for me, it's a term of endearment. I know that's not how I meant it, but in America, it really is. Yeah, they really, really, they take really it. hate yeah. it. Yeah, I think I've in ever the UK, called a woman a cunt. I Why did you look at me there? Well, I'm going to start now. <laughs> now was the first time. No, no, no. Give it a go. You might like it. Cunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't actually like that. I don't want to do that. Um, the way you kind of whispered canceled. that. Yeah. Yes. Because I don't want to be like aggressively Fucking calling someone get up. Is it a set up? But I wouldn't think... Psych. Clip that, Sean, right now. Clip that. Clip that. All channels. Oh. <laughs> 
No, but I would call, I would, I pretty much exclusively call men cunts. Both when they are being cunts and when they're not being cunts. So you're actually, you're not an equal opportunities cunt caller. No, I'm actually pretty, um, pretty misandrous when it comes to my cunt usage. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the COVID inquiry. No, no, sorry. Yeah, we can go back to COVID. I just got a, Ed had an expression on his face that looked a bit white knighty and I wanted to know if he was going to do <laughs> no, like, no, I was, I was cunt to, is, is misogyny. No, I was trying to uh, avoid long eye contact with you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was looking up. <laughs> why were you trying to avoid? Because I was like... From a really like practical point of view, I was like, I don't have anything to add. Uh, um, so if all the mates I contact with me, he's going to bring the conversation to me and that'll mm. slow this down. So I wanted to... To the COVID inquiry. <laughs> to the COVID inquiry. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's the Politics Show podcast. Was there a quote from War and Peace? Oh, in his meetings. Yeah, there were a few good quotes. Yeah, it was like, I, I don't know the quote off by heart. Unless I you do, but, it was like, but it was like, no one expected the war that was inevitable. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Just as Tolstoy wrote. Yeah. And then there was one from... I've got it here. Nothing was ready for the war which everybody expected. War and Peace. That's good stuff. Then, definitely on digital project management, we've got nothing to learn from the private sector. <laughs> <laughs> that's from, no, read who that's from. That's really funny. Jeremy Hayward, cabinet secretary. <laughs> He's fucking funny. I'm sorry. Then, <laughs> yeah, he is. Then, fascinating that the same problems recur time after time in almost every program and that the management of the program, whether it happens to be government or industry, continues to avoid reality. So many programs fail because everybody doesn't know what it is they are supposed to do. George Muller, leader of the Apollo program. And then, statement of evidence to COVID inquiry, Dominic Cummings, 11th <laughs> of October, 2023. He really reminds me of the boys who were on our English literature course when I was at uni. Yeah. Um, it's a really deep quote on the cover of that dissertation. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But like, 
definitely not read the book, <laughs> but will spend a lot of time at a party by the kitchen sink telling you why you should read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War and Peace, you know, one of the one of the greatest uh, books of our time. You, you probably can't read, so I'll, I'll let you know what's inside it. Uh, <laughs> On the Road, another huge book for those guys. Huge book for them, you know. Yeah. And good for, you know... Good for them. Has anyone read War and Peace? No. I actually have read War and Peace, but I had to. Have you, have I ha- you no, but I had to. Ha- have, I had to. Have you, have you I had. To, you know what? You Are you my, doing a kitchen sink thing? You can read my fucking thing. essay on it. All right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Call me a cunt. <laughs> no, I'd like to keep working here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the road is not as definitely not as big as. War and Peace. Say. War and Peace. No, like but we're not. Size doesn't matter. Like a, That's what a, we're saying. It's it's you know it's the <laughs> the status signifier. It's yeah. It's, it's it's just one for the lit boys. They they love it. Mm. They dream of discovering themselves in Southern California. The they ki- never have. The kind of guys who wear nothing but like old suits and bowling shoes at university. And you're like, why do you dress like that, man? Buy some jeans, brother. <laughs> do you know I bought a Hemingway the other day, and I I was <laughs> I was one. reading it, and I was thinking to myself. Um, Sorry, no, go on. I was going to say the audacity of Ed to be like, buy some jeans, brother, when he sat here in fucking cargo trousers is absolutely outrageous. That's a normal thing to wear. No, You're this. wearing fucking denim on your top, not bosom. It's <laughs> 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 the opposite. <laughs> opposite. Not denim on the top. I'm also not wearing like, an, like a 300-year-old suit. Like Denim on top, baby. You know, like the worst sloppy steak, you know, like, all white couch. <laughs> Here's looks like real nice. You know, the, the guys that you knew who were like, just you'd receive like one of the oldest suits in the world like a neckerchief and they'd be like they'd sit down with you at a pub and be like I do not want to talk to you imagine that happened quite a lot at Edinburgh didn't it yeah probably <laughs> uh-huh. yeah just, like, very Carly books. Simon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. just like weird weird guys if I went to uni with you I did not like you <laughs> you know, it, just want to name him just <laughs> one guy in particular but like I can't even remember his name I think I had like one drink with this guy once and I was like this is, oh, this is the worst name in my fucking life when they're looking over at you and looking at themselves in like the glass behind uh, adjusting, the, the, adjusting the neckerchief y- yeah very Carly Simon isn't it yeah. are you sure you haven't just listened to the song <laughs> yeah um god someone said that about one of my ex one of my exes that sounds like there's been loads <laughs> my ex the other day not the recent one, um, that apparently whenever they spoke to him at the pub, he would stare at himself in the mirror behind while he was talking. <laughs> That's quite damning. How tragic is that? Pretty tragic. He used to wear cravats. You know them. You, you're a big fan of him. I mean, clearly it worked. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> clearly cravats work. Why? Well, like, he, the man had a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, but I'm really like... easy. <laughs> Barry on Twitter was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk any more about the COVID inquiry? Because yeah, no... I think I think we should. Yeah, I think um, I basically just wrote. I'm basically really fascinated by the entire. Okay, his setup, Cummings' setup, right, is that nothing, anything bad that happened was nothing to do with him, and anything that potentially good that would would have happened would have been him, right? I'm just fascinated by his own like dogged belief in his own leadership skills, that he is the only person in the room who knew how to, to do anything. And I think that's why he's friends with Boris Johnson or why he was friends with Boris Johnson. Do you think they're friends or do you think he was or why they were? Him? They worked together. No, I think that they were actually friends at one point. And I would, I would say that the, the two, the skills that link them is that they've got no idea what's going on, but they have like a, a belief that they're the only ones who could do it. That's what Helen McNamara said today. 
Did she? Evidence. She said the point about the Downing Street team was full of like people who were perceived, perceived perceived themselves as superheroes. They would be the individual to save the day rather than being like a normal person with a normal ego mm. and recognizing the limitations of your own skills and recognizing the skills of others and working together. It was a lot of people being like, oh, I'm, I will be the one to save this. Like, this is all fucking shit. It's on me. The pressure's on me, which would be the worst working environment in the world mm. if that was to happen. You know, Matt Hancock came out of it really badly, obviously, as well. <laughs> I mean, everyone is... so good before this. <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing that annoyed me about this, about, about the Matt Hancock slandering, was every single person has had so much to say about him, about what an, you know, an idiot he was and he didn't know what was going on and there's that awful cricket thing apparently he did outside <laughs> the... <laughs> that was so funny. Um, we'll explain that in a second. Yeah. But, but what's frustrating is not one person decided to oust him. I mean, he wasn't, yeah. you know, he was an elected MP, but he's not... Cummings he's, tried, didn't he? Yeah, but, but do it. If, if, you, yeah, if he really is that stupid and he really is actually, you know, d bringing danger to the country, then get rid of him. What was he sitting there for? Yeah, Boris Johnson has to sack him, doesn't he? Do you think that's because they're worried about, you know, looking weak if they get rid of a cabinet minister in the middle of an emergency? Yeah, well, probably, but I mean, it's probably a bit weaker, isn't it, to have some, <laughs> some sure. guy standing yeah. up going, we are going to do 120,000 tests by next week, and then all these civil servants shitting themselves, going, where do you want us to get these tests from? <laughs> <laughs> Too busy giving Josh a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Just um, on the Cummings-Johnson dynamic for an, another time, um, Rory Stewart told me that Cummings had the same meeting with every single one of the leadership candidates, uh, for 2019, where he said to them, um, you have to unite the party, defeat Jeremy Corbyn and get Brexit done. And he had that with every single one of them, with Rory, with the Saj, with... Jeremy Hunt? Yes, Boris and Gove. No, Gove dropped out. Who was the other one? Fuck Who me. He'd gone by then. That was in the Andrew Ledson one. Wasn't it may have been Gove. Gove. I think it was Gove. I think it was Gove. It was Gove. Yeah, because wasn't that the whole thing is that like um, Gove, Gove dropped out and then it became Boris's basically. Yeah. And who would have decided that? Because wasn't Dominic Cummings in Gove's office? No, not at that point. No, but at one point. Yeah, yeah, early days. That's how he got brought into government. Early days, he got, oh, um, yeah. education advisor, yeah. So he had that meeting with all of them. I am of the view that whichever, whichever one of them won, he would have got into, got into Downing Street with them in, in, in some way and worked with them in some way. And um, it just so happened to be Boris Johnson, I think. Mm -hmm. He was a vehicle to... Cummings chaos. Exactly. Well, yeah, for him to try and achieve the the, the changes that, that he wanted to achieve, which, by the way, I think large parts of it do make a lot of sense, having read thousands of words of his blog. <laughs> his manifesto, if you will. Yes, indeed. He, um, he posted this morning on that Substack. He did. And do you know what? I unsubscribed like a couple of weeks ago because I was like, man, Dom hasn't dropped a... <laughs> it's free to value for money from there my subscription. There hasn't been a Dom drop for a while. It's not my money. It was the company's money. But I, I, I took it off because I was like, we're it's not getting free to read. This. The current one? Yeah. Um, what he posted this morning. It, it's basically a long a long piece about how Helen McNamara has uh, backed him up completely and uh, evidences everything that he had to say yesterday. And also some more, yeah, some mudslinging on Matt Hancock. <laughs> um, quite naturally. Oh, and also, so there's these really great quotes. So, you know, he's like quibbling over... Okay, this quote earlier he did. Cummings, Cummings said, so is the problem A, me calling Hancock a lying cunt killing people, or B, Hancock actually being a lying cunt killing people? <laughs> Fact check needed. <laughs> Are they not one and the same? <laughs> Are we not laughing at the fuck pig thing because 
we think that they're fuck pics rather than him saying, well, I don't know. I love, the, I love the discourse of like, I cannot believe that he said that. Yeah. Oh it, my God, yeah. Oh, really? I, 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 yeah, I have, yeah. I have so, I have so little saying, time right? oh, yeah. for all of these fucking morons <laughs> who are like, um, yes, well, the, 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 the political representatives of, the great, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland must maintain the highest standards of decorum and decency at all times. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. The curtain's been lifted and you've seen that they speak like every single other cunt yeah, in this country. And they're also like thick as shit. They like, they like die by like choking themselves and wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? There's a guy in the eighties. An MP that did that. Oh, what perfume? No. no. Oh, what are you talking? No, about? there's a guy who died of autistic asphyxiation in the eighties. An MP. It's not a new thing. Speaking but... of which, when when am I doing my Edwina Curry fact? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of MPs being sexual in the eighties, you 80s. drop your Edwina Curry fact. I was, I was joking. I'm going to do autoerotic asphyxiation MP. Oh, I, I got a DM from. Um... Speaking of that MP, <laughs> where are you going with that? Um... From a bloke who knew why cricket was such a big thing in Norway. Yeah, he did. Um, he said that there are a lot of naturalisation and first generation Pakistani uh, immigration to Norway in the last 25 years. And as a result of which, um, cricket's massive there. And that their sort of the main cricket spot is in like a sculptural park mm, in, in Norway. Loads of sculpture and a, and a cricket square, yeah. which sounds, sounds great. Um, Stephen Milligan. Found. Let's May hope. This, let's hope this is an MP because I've just. <laughs> yeah, there he is. He's in the chamber. Found dead in his house in Chiswick in February 1994. Apparently self-strangled by the use of an electrical cord during an act of autoerotic asphyxiation. Fuck pig. <laughs> my friend, that is disrespectful. <laughs> my friend Sorry. slept with an A-lister, who we all know, who um, when they were. Say it. <laughs> um, Say it. You know, you, you, I know, I know. We, just... can, we can bleep it. Huh? We'll, bleep, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. We'll, oh, de oh, we'll definitely bleep okay. it. Um, <laughs> with him. That's massive. <laughs> and, and like um, the name you ever just said is one of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. Uh, you, anyway, you'll, so, know, you'll know them. So when when they, she, he didn't kiss her the entire time. And That's he had normal, a, isn't it? He had a, <laughs> had a tie around his neck, and he just like from behind and then he made, made her pull the tie so the whole time so that he was on the verge of passing out and he was like I'm going to tap you when I want you to really pull <laughs> so that he would pass out and finish I thought this was a politics podcast <laughs> You've, you've given up the game. That you, you haven't listened to it because this is what happens. Um, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you? In that? Well, I think. Well, no, because if you're gonna, if you think, oh my god, I'm gonna fuck so and so, and then that's what, like... and that's what happens. You'd be like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but... be like, Maybe you'll fall in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. How was that for you? Fuck off. Get the fuck out of this hotel room. Sign the NDA. Fuck off. Um, I said to her, I said, that sounds horrible. Are you okay? And she was like, loved it. <laughs> loved so it. In fairness, it's a great fucking story, right? Yeah. That was good. Mm. Anyway, so Edwina Curry. <laughs> uh, do we have any, any more we'd like to say about the COVID inquiry? Any other actual bits of analysis? Takeaways? I did say. quite, I did like, um, there was one journalist who was like, when the Boris Johnson revelations first started coming out yesterday morning about him being, a, you know, a, 
a trolley and a fuck pig and all of that. It was like, extraordinary. It seems like he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, where where were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, what we say, I just, the final quote, which I think is quite important. Um, the Prime Minister's top advisor was asked about how much Number 10 considered ethnic minority groups, domestic abuse victims and others in the run-up to imposing a national lockdown and coming certain response. I would say that the entire question was almost entirely appalling and neglected by the entire planning system. He added, the Cabinet Office was essentially trying to block us from creating a shielding plan. Um, pretty rough, that, isn't it? Yeah. Lee came, the, Lee came to the point, he said there's a complete lack of diversity of experience mm. in... Um, within the people in charge. And he made the point about why the government was trying to block a uh, Marcus Rashford's free school meals thing. And they did like a straw poll in the people in the meeting room. Had anyone been on free school meals and not no one had. Mm. And he said that was like to their detriment through the planning of there was, there was no people with lived experience of poverty or maybe not a diverse enough ethnically um, makeup of people to try and handle this situation reflecting everyone's experience. Cummings said something similar about there not being any women in the room. He was like, the women were always on Zoom calls outside of the room. And it was just men who were who were in, you know, on Whitehall discussing all of it. Mm. And he was like, that was to the detriment of a lot of the policies. Because apparently the big one that they missed at the beginning was uh, separate households, you know, if you've got mm. divorced parents or whatever. Oh. And that didn't get looked at for weeks. And then it was <clears> it was a woman who finally brought it up being like, Hi, sorry, <laughs> have you thought about this? And like, you know, they're all like, oh, God, <laughs> you're right. It is, no. mad, yeah. it is mad how much of it seems to be like, oh, shit, someone's not thought of this. Fuck, mm -hmm. we need to do something about it right now. It's like it's so mm. retrospective and shit, isn't it? Extremely. It just seems as well, though, but with, even like with Lee Kane yesterday when he was talking about, oh, well, I was behind the Marcus Rashford free school meals campaigns, brilliant campaigner. And I said we should have it, whatever. It's like, are you saying this? Were you actually forthright mm. with this at the time? Or are you just saying this so that it now gets, you know, Put into the history. Yeah. yeah. So it's in it's in your fabric now. This is your legacy. That you're the you're the guy who tried to give the country free school meals and it was evil Dominic or Rishi who didn't want you to have them. Hmm. Who was he up against at the time? Was it was it Boris? Rashford? Who? Yeah. Was that was that kind of like who they juxtaposed the the, the two the two in with each other? Or maybe a Rishi thing because the money? Yeah. I think it was all um, it was all the Conservative MPs who voted against it, wasn't it? Everyone got very upset with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Gary Sandbrook eats big dinners. <laughs> probably one of the best things. Textbook. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That was the first half of our conversation with the Jewish Chronicles' Josh Kaplan. Join us tomorrow for the second part, in which we discuss Israel-Palestine, the protests at Liverpool Street, and the broader protest movement against Israel's actions in the Gaza Strip. See you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.